Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bringing Value Podcast. Join my friend here, Ricardo Acevedo. Hey guys, excited to be back at it again. Absolutely. So we've gone now through three values. Yes. Could you help anyone that doesn't remember? What are the first three values? Again? Absolutely. The first one was attitude. Yes. The first, uh, second one was priorities. Yes. Third was health. And we're going on number four, which is on family. Family. All right. So we talked a lot about this off camera. Um, just so everyone understands. You have an incredible wife, and you have 10 children. Yes. And you are, in my opinion, and I think many others who know you, a great example leading as a man who leads his family, especially a larger family, let's be honest. Right. Right? And it's, I, it's not just me, but I know others who are just incredibly, and we admire you because, heck, you balance it really, really well. So it's, it's cool to kind of get your perspective on this because- in my opinion, there's very few people that are in your position to be able to pour into this topic. Yeah. Who not only have a large family, an incredible family, but does it really, really well. So, well, let me tell you this. I owe that a lot to these books, yeah. you know, to Mr. Maxwell and, and just to the ability to understand this, because let me, let me read this out because this is what the book says. And this is how the chapter is basically um, discussed. It says today's family gives me a stability. Yeah gives me stability. So for me, Seth, you know, cause you asked me to start here is my family is it's my stability, mm -hmm. you know, meaning if everything is okay at home, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And when things are not okay at home, I'm not okay because it doesn't give me the inner peace of mind that I could be at my very best knowing that I've done a good job at home. Mm -hmm. Things in relationships are okay with my wife and I am doing a good job where I feel in a good place where I could be at my full, uh, at my full very best. I want to kind of piggyback what you just said with a quote. I took a lot of notes here from the book. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear you because I know you picked up a lot from this chapter. It resonates a lot with some of your personal experiences yeah. you're going through, some of your own personal growth, which things that were not priority to you in the past mm -hmm. and now have become such a big important priority in your life and we were talking off cameras yeah. and i was very proud of here actually to be honest with you what you share with me because you're a young guy that has so many options and so many things and decisions on where you could be mm -hmm. on things that you could be doing because you're doing really well financially seth where you have so many options to be doing so many things other than thinking about family. Yes, sir. However, you know, I've come, right? You, you explained to me and you share with me, hey, Ricardo, this really hit me hard mm -hmm. because I'm at a place right now in my life where I didn't really value this part of my life as much as I'm valuing it right now. Yeah. And it has become such a big priority in my life, which we talked about yeah. on, on value number two, and I'm enjoying it a whole lot. My, my relationship with my mother is at a place where it hasn't been for so long. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm just, I was just very moved, Seth, Thank you, sir. because I would like for you to discuss a little bit more about that yeah. because it really, it really gave me an opportunity to see how you given priority to this value has really made a big impact in your, in your life right now. And I, it's funny that you mentioned that because the quote I was about to read is kind of like how, I unconsciously started living my life. And I think this is something that you probably intentionally have done. And you it's, here we go. It's the measure of the success now is on how much my family and loved ones respect me. Mm -hmm. And 
Wow. When you said that right now, can you, can you, can you read that again? Yeah. Yeah. It's the measure of my success is how much my family and loved ones respect me. Wow. And John Maxwell talks about in the book, he says every day I work hard to gain the love and respect of those who are close to me. That's his goal. Sure. Not to please strangers or not to make money or be successful. His goal is every day I work hard to gain love and respect of those who are close to me. Right. Wow. And that really resonated with me. Like, holy cow, right? Because I'm overwhelmed a lot, right? And if you asked me, it's like, I'm overwhelmed with pressure. It's like, well, I'm now, I'm, I'm trying to trying to tell people or rather show people that I'm somebody. Right. People that I don't even know, right? right. I want to, as you know, I want to impact thousands if not millions of people in my life one day. Sure. I want to be far more financially successful than I am already. I want to be able to impact anybody. Just, you know, I, w- I want to make a, a, you know, leave a footprint. Sure. But it's overwhelming. You know, yeah. if you ask me like, hold, I'm, I'm thinking about it right now and I'm, I'm stuttering because that's a million people. Like in my mind, having a million people say, oh yeah, I know Seth and he changed my life. That's, yeah. a, that's a big goal. Yeah. And so I feel like when I read this, I know it's like, I'm, an, I'm also unconsciously trying to make that shift now. It's like, I want to start simply by just making my family and my loved ones proud, particularly my mother. And I'll tell you why, because and we talked a little bit off camera. It's like, um, it's no surprise that I unfortunately did not have a very strong relationship with my mother. Um, John Maxwell starts off the chapter, by the way, and he talks about how families can either tear you down or build you up. Yeah. And if you asked me one year ago, Ricardo, mm-hmm. my mother tore me down. Mm-hmm. Right. And to no fault her own. And she's, you know, there's been some traumatic experiences. I sure. come from a broken family. So my father and mother split lots of scars there, particularly on her end. I mean, mm-hmm. I imagine the scars that I have, you know, she's the one that was directly affected by this. So I come from a torn family and those scars, unfortunately, started reflecting upon me and starting lashed out on me. I see. Right. So we didn't have a great relationship. And I mean, heck, I can go into detail about that, but there's just, there was, there's just so much lack of fulfillment. If you ask me, I mean, I kid you not, Ricardo, there was a time less than maybe six months ago that I was planning to, cause I, I as you know, like you said, I do financially pretty well. I, I talked to my mother and my brother and I used to tell myself like, man, I can't wait to get her out of my life. I mm-hmm. can't wait to move her to Texas. Sure. Buy our house. She'll be economically comfortable, financially right. comfortable. Right. But when it comes to exposure to me, I want to limit that times 10. I kid you not, Ricardo, I would work at the office 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. just so that I would avoid coming back home. I see. So that hopefully she'd be tired or just not, you know, understood, be exposed to me or vice versa. And so. And what changed? Tell me. <laughs> Tell me what changed along the way. So it's, it, it's funny because it was off camera that you made it makes sense for me because honestly, if you asked me less than 20 minutes ago, I, I didn't know. Okay. I, I thought maybe I just tolerated it enough to, and then something magically clicked, but no, it didn't magically click. <laughs> what, what happened is, as you know, we've been doing this podcast now for like a year and a half. Yeah. I've been in my self development now for about a year and a half, two years. Yeah. I changed. That's the answer. I changed now. Don't. So you said this to me earlier. You said sometimes you have to remove yourself from that family member or that family to then develop yourself or something to change for yourself so that you can then come and re-enter, I think right. that's the term you use, right? Re-enter yes. the environment yes. and be better equipped with a better toolbox yeah. to be able to change yeah. that environment. Yeah. I unconsciously did that, I think. Now you know I think, let me clarify, I know. I've worked so much on myself, Ricardo, 
that I've now been able to re-enter my mom's life and in these last three to six months have drastically changed our relationship. That's awesome, man. Drastically. Uh, I just came, as you, uh, for anyone that follows me on social media, we just came back from Barcelona in yeah, Spain. Yeah. I treated her like the queen she is. Right. First class flights, top of the line hotels. Right. Anything she wanted, she got. Mind you, my mom is a very simple woman. <laughs> it does mm-hmm. not take a lot to make yeah, her yeah. happy. Um, she just came back from Pakistan two days ago. I was telling you off camera too. And I tell her everything, man. I tell her about girls now. I tell her I, I never did. Wow. I, I tell her about my business. I tell her about my troubles. I tell her about how I feel. Uh, I remember uh, we were talking and I gave her a big old hug and kiss. And I said, Mom, isn't it crazy how close we are now? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, <laughs> you know, it's um, it's incredible, man. It's See, I, I had to ask you. Mm-hmm. I had to ask you because it was very profound off camera, when I asked you, I saw it on you. Mm-hmm. It was a very profound answer on your side because, you know, you coming from a place where, again, you're a young guy, you had so many options as far as just being out there, having fun on your own, right? Yeah. With your friends, with your girlfriend. But yet at your young age, having this amount of success in your life, and then all of a sudden you're sh- shifting and gearing your priorities into different things in your life. Mm-hmm. One of them, it's your family. And and you sharing with me the profound change that has happened between you and your mom. It just really moved me, said it moved me to be able to have you share with us a little bit more because I know there's our audience, right? And I'm sure there's some of our audience or some of our listeners that probably are on that stage right now in their life, Seth, where they have this connection with loved ones. Yeah. They don't know how to reestablish or re-engage in certain relationships that they've struggled through years because they just can't figure out a way how to really build off on a relationship that they've always struggled and struggled and and they feel that they have no hope towards Mm -hmm. fixing that relationship and look at what has happened in your life you started working on you and by working on you you started in a sense changing your environment because by your own change you're influencing the people around you Mm -hmm. and look at the obviously the change that you and your mom have incurred as a consequence of your growth see not her growth that's why there's a saying in order for people to in order for people to change you have to change Mm -hmm. so the change has to come within you so that others could change around you You've been working a lot on yourself. You re-enter the space. You came with a different mindset that has allowed you to see your mom by the things you do love about her versus the things that you don't like about her. Mm -hmm. Because let's say, you know, let's be honest. At the end of the day, we all have our good things and our bad things, right? But since you have been able to grow, you have been able to really start focusing on the things that you do appreciate and value about her that has allowed you to really re-engage and get that relationship to start, you know, obviously, you know, giving obviously fruit and, and, and growing and spurting from there. And, and, um, I'm just very, very, very excited for you, Seth, very happy for, for that, you know, situation in your life and, and that your personal growth allows you to continue to just build up upon that. And then continues to grow with, with your mom, your loved ones, your siblings and, and, and those around you. I think it's, I'm like, there's so much to digest here. Um, 
and it's funny because again, I it's almost like unintentionally it happened. Yeah, right? like my my journey to self development, this podcast, my reading, my or rather my picking up my reading habits again. Sure, my journaling, as you know. Sure, all of these almost came like un or coincidentally. You know, it wasn't necessarily a an intentional decision at first, at least, right? And then once I got the taste of it, I wanted to just continue feeding it, feeding it. And it's interesting because if you asked me, the best unintentional consequence of this was my relationship with my mother. That's awesome. You know, if I'm telling you, if you asked me less than a year ago, Ricardo, I did not. I, I joked about this with my mother the other day because um, we talked about the house in Texas and mm-hmm. she knew she had a feeling. And so we joked about it maybe a couple of weeks ago. She had a feeling about what? About because like I mean I talked to her like hey like you know we're going to Texas whatever. Okay. So we had a conversation about my my grandkids or my kids or her grandkids one uh-huh. day, and uh, my my brother's being married right now. He gets married in two months. In oh, June. that's awesome. And so he was talking about it and because he wants to maybe move out out of California. And I was like, all right, well I'm keeping mom in California, just letting you know. He looks at me like, what do you mean? Aren't you going to move her to Texas? I go, are you kidding me? I was like, I'm keeping this woman really close to me. I go, who else is going to? I was like, this is going to be her grandchildren one day. Right. So I was like, dude, it's like, I, I essentially started having a conversation with my brother mm-hmm. that, listen, I know like there's some struggles here and there. I can help you with that. But we're family, man. Uh-huh. We can't be putting distance like that between us. Sure. You know, and coming from me, that would have. That's not, that's not the way you used to sound. No, not even close, right? And here I was now, ar- not arguing, but basically telling my brother, like, listen. Yeah, you're fighting for the relationship now. I'm refusing to let you leave California. Because yeah. when you have kids, I want me to have be around, and I want uh, mom to be around. Yeah. You know, that's her grandkids. That's my nephews and nieces. Wow. That's the power of healing, right? Yeah. You've been going through a healing process. That, that's what it is. Is Your personal development has allowed you to heal mm-hmm. some of those wounds from your past. And continuing to do in your reading it continues to heal some of the other stuff that's still there. And it's in the process of, of healing through your own personal growth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible, man. I'm telling you. And I think the one thing that I want to piggyback on was, is what I've kind of also learned beyond, because like obviously re- reestablishing my relationship with my mother is incredible, mm-hmm. but now also it's, and then the book says this is like, we're not able to change the circumstances or who our, parents are or grandparents are but we can influence our descendants mm-hmm. right and if you asked me it's like i have now so much more clarity on seeing how my mother and father separated sure what caused those what rips the in the conse- first place right and then how a i'm not going to repeat those mistakes and b pass on the correct values and the basically leading by example so that sure. my descendants right and their descendants are influenced by this massive change and shift. Right. And I think one of the quotes I really love for John Maxwell was the greatest gift that a father, or I want to say our mother too, can give to their children is to love their significant other. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful on how it creates awareness, right? Mm-hmm. The awareness to know that your decisions now are going to influence obviously your future kids and your generations to come. Yeah. Because whatever you do, it's going to be basically what you transpire to those that are coming after you. Now let's, let's go back and rewind that. You don't go through personal development. Eventually Seth is going to get married and it's going to have kids. They're going to pick up the same, the same consequences and the same behavior based on, what you were prior to based on what you had been doing in your own behaviors prior to your self-development. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So that cycle would never end 
it would continue to go the same way and affect my children and their yeah, children. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And now that I've got clarity, I like how you said the word awareness, actually. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm aware on how this happened between my mother and father, how it affected me, sure. and how the scars affected. And it, it's almost like knowing the recipe that caused it. Right. And now I'm aware of what the recipe was. Right. And I'm able to, before that happens, mm-hmm. change the recipe. Yeah. So that the recipes can taste great. Yeah. And then pass those on to my children. You know, it's almost like a grandmother's recipe being passed through the generations. Yeah. I want to pass on the generational recipe right. for successful marriages. See, now you have your brother that is going to get married. Yes. Now you become, in a sense, a mentor to your brother. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not married, but see, you understand things that he probably doesn't understand yet, depending on his own personal development, yes. on how he's going to be prepared to become a father and make sure that he follows his own basic value principle rules so that he's able to influence his children in the right way. Mm, that's powerful. Like, <laughs> Do yeah, you see what holy, I'm saying? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Books, yeah. reading. Seth, books, it's knowledge. Yeah. Books is wisdom. These are years and years of gather information by people who have gone through their own life stories that have gifted us their experiences. So we're able to not make the same mistakes they've made. And they've gathered and compiled data for us. And why wouldn't we pick up and read this literature that gives us an opportunity to not make the same mistakes they made? It's funny. I want to use that as a cliche that John used. John Maxwell used in his book. He goes, before you go to war, pray once. (laughs) Before you go to sea, pray twice. Yes. And before you go to marriage, pray three times. Yeah. And he explains in the book, the reason he says that is because why wouldn't you pray for higher priorities? Right. So marriage... It's a big thing. Yes. It should be pretty high up on your priority list. Yes. So you just pose a question saying, well, why wouldn't you self-develop? Why wouldn't you read up and learn more and become more aware Sure. for marriage? You would prepare for war, let's be honest. Right? Yeah. You'll go through physical exercise, right. conditioning. You'll learn how to use weaponry. You'll learn the, the, the intricacies of weapons. Sure. Same with sea. If you go to sea, you're going to probably learn how to sail, you know, about wind direction, yeah. buoyancy. Right. But what are you doing to, to prepare, prepare for, for marriage? Yeah. And yes. we don't do nothing. Think about it. Yeah. We just find the person that we fall in love with. We ask her or him to marry us. And then we get married. Mm. But where is the preparation? Where is being prepared for the moments of adversity? When is there a preparation to know what are the values at home? Yeah. What do we value that we're going to teach our kids to value yeah. what's the alignment what are the rules we're going to live by as family mm. that we're going to pass our kids that our kids are going to follow this set of values and rules that their house how they're going to build their characters yeah. and that's how they're going to become built based off the character based on the values that we follow as a family i liked how john maxwell also said i want to pull up my notes here real quick if you don't mind he says, don't use your feelings as a barometer for your marriage. If you, and this is why what you're, what you're saying resonates with me. If you base it off just how you, much you love them at the moment, it is destined to fail. Yeah, of course. And I think if you asked me, and I'm not married, but just from what I've identified and seen, most people are 
essentially falling into that category. That's why there's so many divorce divorces behind right now on marriages. Fifty percent, I believe, it's higher up to about 50, the. Is, than, it's, basically, it's the majority. It's greater than fifty percent. Wow. Right. I think, like you just said, when you ask someone to love you or to marry you, you're essentially just basing it off of how much do I love them at the moment. Right. Right. But there's no other real clarity outside of that. Right. And John Harris is basically saying up front, if you only base it off of that, it's you're destined, destined to, to fail. fail. That's uh that's that's big, man. And I, I've been married for twenty years, going on twenty one years this year. Um, we've had our ups and downs, but our values and our commitments to each other keeps us together every single day, Seth, mm -hmm. because we don't just base it off of the emotion of the moment. Do we get mad? Do we have our differences? Do we fight at some point? Yes, we do. But our commitment to our love, it's greater than just the moment of the feeling. Because we've had, obviously, like anything, rough moments. But we've been able to stick to our commitment to love each other and be for each other, even on the worst moments in our lives, where we're able to detach ourselves evaluate the moment and re-enter the space and learn and grow from those moments of stress, of trouble, moments of desperation, moments of, of, of uncertainty, but because we made a commitment to each other and we're loyal to that commitment. I actually texted my wife this morning and I said, hey, babe, I just want to say today I love you and today I renew my commitment to love you and be with you for the rest of my life and to love you for who you are. Wow, powerful. That, that's so powerful because you're essentially, yeah, like you said, you're renewing it. You, oh my God, how much purpose does that give you? I can't imagine. It's beautiful, Seth. It's, see, a commitment is something you renew every single day. Mm. A commitment is not something you say, I'm going to do it. And then you just say it that moment and then we easily forget, right? A commitment is something that is renewed every single day. And I committed to love and marry and be with her for the rest of my life. So I have to renew that commitment every single day. Despite of a big fight or a big, you know, moment of, of differences, yeah. adversity between our marriage. You know, I have to recommit myself on a day-to-day -day basis. I have to continue to grow every single day so that I'm able to love my wife for who she is, not for the things I don't like about her. Yeah. I like, I want you to repeat that. And I, I, I also liked how you said something about who they're going to become. I love people for not, not for what they are, but for what they would become, for who they are based to become. Who are they going to become? That's powerful. I, I think that's such a difficult thing to practice too. I'm imagining that's not something that you can just turn on a switch. No, it's, it's, it's obviously it's a, it's, it's a process as Seth is, is believing in people, mm -hmm. not seeing people for what they are, but what they could become. Yeah. See, there's a difference. Think about it. You see somebody for what they are or what, how would you treat a person if you see them for what they are? or for what they could become. Yeah. yeah. See, seeing potential versus non-potential, essentially. You start knowing how to value people more. 
because you see what they could become just by the appropriate environment, by the appropriate equipping of that people, and by providing the tools necessary to help them to get from here to here. Because obviously, I'm sure you're, you're going to agree with me, but we're all built uniquely, yeah. and we all have unique skills and abilities. You just need to figure out a way how to nurture those and how to build those. How to support. But we all have beautiful abilities to be great at something. Mm -hmm. We just need to find that something by being around an environment that is going to help us, uplift us, so that we're able to become that someone Mm -hmm. we're meant to be. Powerful. I liked how you said off camera, to to support and guide them. Yes. Right, And that's what you're doing with your team, you said. Yes, my team... My my community, uh, we have a lot of things going on. Seth. Uh, we're we're doing a couple foundations. Uh, we're working with the teenagers and high school. Uh, we have a lot of a lot of beautiful uh, things that are going on in our lives, and 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 it's all value based, you know, principles and leadership value based, based on values that will allow a human being to believe in himself, to know that they're able to accomplish things in life and provide tools and resources to be able to grow, to be able to become their very best and tap into their full potential by books and so many other things that creates self-awareness to help them believe in themselves and know that people like myself, I've been in places they've been. Hey, I've been where you were at. But I've been able to grow some because I created self-awareness. I started working on myself. And it gave me an opportunity to take me from point A to point B. I can help you mm-hmm. by providing you the tools I've had yeah. so that you can gear yourself from point A to point B. And guess what? I believe in you because I was you. If you ask me, that's my biggest takeaway from this conversation podcast even before it was... I've already successfully looked at my mother now, and now I love her for not who, what she is, but for who she is, for all the good things. Sure. I intentionally make a decision to look at her and say, I'm only going to focus on the things that you're great at, because she's great at a lot of things. Yeah. I don't now focus on the negativity. Sure. But now, if you ask me the biggest takeaway for this now is now I'm going to start looking at my mother for now who she's going to become. Yeah. And then now... I need to take a step back and reverse engineer how can I be her supporting guide system mm-hmm. to get her there. I, and I want to look back at this podcast one day, I will heal my mother. That's a fact. Yeah. I'm going to help, not necessarily me directly, but through my actions and my support sure. and my guidance. Through your toolbox and through the things you're yeah. going to provide her and the love yeah. and the understanding. Yeah. Is you're going to help her heal. I want to help her heal so that she can become the woman that I know she can be. Yes, so that she can tap into her full potential and she becomes who she truly was supposed to be mm-hmm. since she was basically born. Yeah, and it's, it's insane because all that does is fuel me even more because I know that I need to now be a very aggressive on my self-development. Be so very intentional. Intentional mm-hmm. to get a, more tools in that toolbox yeah. to plow that path for her. Yeah. Right. Cause if I'm not developing myself, if that's an impossibility. Yeah. Right. Cause if you ask me right now, I'm currently not equipped for it, but I so, will. So again, John Max, all right. The see people grows around you. See people will grow only if you're growing. Yeah. When you stop growing, the people around you is going to stop growing. Yeah. 
because you're basically leading the ship. So when you stop growing, your people start growing, yeah. stops growing. Yeah. So that's why the responsibility for you is continue to grow because as you continue to grow, everybody around you is going to be blessed by your growth mm -hmm. because they're going to grow as a product of your growth. Wow. Powerful. Well, listen, we're now 29 minutes in. This is one of the longer podcasts. Is there anything you'd like to leave before we sign um, up? What I would like to leave uh, to finish this off is um, a human being is someone that has obviously the opportunity to have something to follow, right? Rules, values, or something in their lives that gives them a measurement on where they're at in life, uh, not just necessarily goal-wise, but what do they value? What are the things that they value that they live their life based off of? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to ask you guys a question. If you guys ask yourself what you value or do you live your life by a set of values, and if you really can't answer that question, I really recommend this book, Today Matters by John Maxwell. It's a value-based book that will give a human being an idea on how to just have a, a basic fundamental structure of life of some basic values that they can follow that can help them really give them guidance and direction on what to do to have some sort of direction in life. Beautiful. I love it. Well, hey, incredibly emotional episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Till next time.